Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, I am Jeff, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip on this podcast. We talk to business leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts about their business journey and the innovations that they found changed everything for them. And today we're excited to have on the program someone who is absolutely making a splash in the beverage industry. She's the co-founder and CMO of Better Booch. Please welcome to the show, Ashley Lockerbie. Welcome. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's great. It's a great privilege. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, I do want to get right to the right to the, the point, though. We got to find out what is Better Booch, Ashley? Better Booch Premium Small Craft Kombucha. Uh, we're a kombucha brewery based in downtown LA. And kombucha, if you're not familiar, is bubbly probiotic tea. And we cultivate that with teas, herbs, bot- botanicals, and adaptogens for um, a beverage that tastes as amazing as it makes you feel. That's awesome. And you guys have been doing this for how long? We've been in business for about nine years now. Nine years. That's great. And so tell me a little bit. um, So just in case, and I've had kombucha, I'm going to be honest with you, one time. I've had it once. (laughs) Um, My wife saw a recipe that a friend made, and she actually tried to make it homemade. And uh, we gave it a try. And I thought it was pretty good, but just I've never tried like actual kombucha. So, uh, and I think a lot of people maybe are uh, maybe confused or not know exactly what it is, Mm -hmm. but they do know that it's some sort of tea. Uh, Can you, for those people who have, who have, you know, this may be the first time they're really getting a good description. What is kombucha? Like how, how exactly is it made? Yes. So kombucha has been um, a brew that has been around for thousands of years. Um, And what it is at its most basic level is um, tea it's made with tea, sugar, water, um, and a SCOBY, which stands for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. And the bacteria and yeast are what you would, are, are what cause the fermentation com- combined with the sugar. So the sugar feeds the bacteria and the yeast and that fuels the fermentation. And then you get kombucha at the end of it. So if you think about like it's brewed in a very similar way that wine is made. We actually make um, our kombucha in wine tanks. Hmm. And um, so it's just a fermented beverage, just like beer or wine. Um, and speaking to home brewers out there, I started as a home brewer and so did my husband. And that's how we came into it. But if you imagine like there are really great home brews, right? But if you just try to wing it, a homebrewed beer might not taste as great as your favorite IPA from your favorite bar, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a similar thing where there there is um there's a lot of learnings involved with brewing kombucha. Interesting. Now, when you say fermentation, or when you say it's like beer or wine, is it alcoholic? So alcohol is a byproduct of fermentation, but um, 
when you control different variables in the brew, you can control the alcohol level. So, um, so our kombucha, so all kombucha in general does contain trace amounts of alcohol, but, um, it's not alcoholic, like a beer or wine. I gotcha. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking at your website and you guys have, I mean, like a ton of different like flavors, different like ways of drinking. What is it that makes, uh, your, uh, booch better? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so to start, we're a little bit different because most of the brands out there use juices, um, syrups and added sugar post-fermentation to flavor or cover up the flavors of the fermentation. And we actually start, we'll, we build each flavor from scratch utilizing teas as the base. So we use um, teas as a base and then we flavor using various herbs and botanicals that during the fermentation process brings out different flavor profiles. And so we're really like, um, we're brewers first and foremost. So we have, we have an amazing team of brewers. We actually have a a microbiologist, a chemist and a chef on our brewing team. Wow. Have, um, over the years really cultivated, um, a superior tasting product. And the other good thing about that, about not having to use sugars and juices after the fermentation is that we're able to keep the sugar content really low. So, um, so our brew has less than five grams of sugar per serving. So whereas some of them on the market can have as many as like 10 or 15 grams per serving because they're adding juice after the fact, but, um, they don't have a problem. That's, that's really interesting. And I'm looking at, at your flavors here. And I think I found the one that I want, I'm going to want to try is happy apple. I love anything. Anything mm-hmm. apple flavored, I'm a huge like apple juice, apple pie, apple turnovers, whatever you name it. That sounds really good. But you've got yeah, how many, a, how many different, one of our newest flavors. Is it really? And mm-hmm. how many different flavors do you guys have? So we currently have 10 flavors on the market. Two of those are, or actually, no, I think it's 11 now. Excuse me. Um, but two of those are exclusive right now at Sprouts nationally. Um, so they're at, you can only get them on Sprouts or through our website. Um, uh, until about the summertime and then they'll start popping up other places. So we might see them in, in our local stores or someplace like that. Yes. Definitely. Awesome. And, uh, so it's, it says here that it's truly raw and organic that you get. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all and tell me about the health aspects of kombucha. Like what, yeah, what are some of that? So there are so many health benefits of kombucha. Um, the one that most people know about, or the probably the first thing you might hear about kombucha is that it contains probiotics and, um, probiotics are really great for the gut and, you know, your, your gut and your, your stomach and how, how the digestive system works is that it's a micro, it's a, it's a flourishing microbiome, um, so there's, there's billions of different organisms in your gut that help you digest your food. And so probiotics are just adding more of the good stuff in there um, to, to aid with digestion. So, um, so kombucha contains probiotics, number one. Um, that's probably the, the benefit that people are most familiar with. But it also has beneficial acids um, that actually can help detoxify the liver. It's got, it's made with tea and tea is so good for you. Tea's got... Um, um, L-theanine, which is, um, a, a, an extract that's with, that's in tea that can actually, um, help give you mental clarity without like a caffeine high. So, um, that's why when you drink tea, you'll never drink 
tea and get super jittery like you would with a cup of coffee that's too strong Mm -hmm. because it has this um, L-theanine and it has other enzymes in the tea itself that help kind of balance out that that rise and fall of the energy level. So you're never peaking and then crashing. Awesome. Well, it sounds like, okay, so we start your, your business is, has a great product. That's obviously something that you need to have to have a great business, but you guys have been doing this now for, as you said, you know, almost, you know, going on, uh, this is your 10th or your ninth year or 10th mm-hmm. year going into your 10th year. Right. Yeah. And so you are, uh, and you guys are on the Inc 5,000 this year, correct? We are. Yes. And so you don't get to that point without knowing what you're doing. And so you guys clearly are running a good business over there. What are, what do you think you guys are doing differently? What are you in, what are you innovating over there in order to, to see this kind of success? It's great. Yeah. Um, so a couple things. So number one, we were one of the first kombuchas to ever come out in a can mm. format. Um, before we started making kombucha in a can, the primary format for kombucha was and still is glass bottles. Um, and we chose the can for a number of reasons. So the can, cans are number one from an environmental standpoint. Cans are, are a lot better um, for the environment than glass. You might think like, oh, glass can be reused, but it takes a special plant to recycle glass. And, and the infrastructure of recycling that the U.S. has for recycling aluminum is one of the strongest of any natural of any raw material out there. So cans are aluminum cans are one of the easiest things to be recycled. 90% of them end up in the recycling bin. Um, whereas, and meaning they're 70% more likely to be recycled than glass, which we thought was like a, a staggering fact. The other, the other, um, part of that is that they're lighter to ship. So they cause, um, fewer carbon emissions. They require fewer carbon emissions. And then the other part of that is um, they're cheaper. So we're able to hit a more accessible price point in a can format than we would be able to with an expensive glass bottle. I mean, glass bottles are really expensive. Even if you're buying them from China, they're still really expensive. Um, so so for all those reasons, and then also um, the can is just a more convenient and accessible format too. You can take cans more places. You could take it to a concert you know, you can take it to the beach, you can take it to the park, you can take it to the pool. Um, and you don't have to worry about, you know, being told, oh, you can't bring glass in here. So, mm-hmm. you know, all signs kind of pointed to yes. And so we were one of the first kombuchas ever to go into a can. And um, so I think that may, is one of the main things that that sets us apart. We also went through a rebrand in early 2019. And... <clears throat> we kind of launched cans around the same time. And I think that was really instrumental in um, our growth pattern over the last two years, because um, the branding that we came out with, which is our current branding is very friendly, very approachable. It's not trying to preach at you. It's just kind of more inviting you in Mm -hmm. rather than saying, Hey, this is going to like cure your diseases and you are a better person. If you drink this, no, it's really just like, Hey, this is something that's really good for you and also happens to taste great. And I think we, we achieved that messaging with the rebrand. Yeah. Branding is, I mean, it's huge, right? That's, that's a big Mm -hmm. part, especially in what you do, um, providing a a product that actually is a a physical thing that someone's going to purchase Mm -hmm. as opposed to say a service or something like that, where you, maybe it's just logos and things like that. You guys have to think about all of that 
that stuff that's that's actually going to end up in front of the consumer. And right. uh, it's going to sit there on a shelf next to a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And what kind of makes yours different? That's great. And it is. It's very colorful. I love, uh, I'm, you know, taking a look at it. And I love the uh, the way it looks. I mean, I would give it a try. I mean, I'm, in, I'm anxious to give it a try, actually. <laughs> I would love to try well, I'll send you some. Oh, I'd love to have some. That would be great. Um, the Because uh, I did look to see if it was nearby. Because I was like, I'm going to try this. I was like, if I can get out there and get some before the show today, I'm going to do that. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't available in my area. So as you said earlier, you're still working on that. But I'm looking forward to that day. So tell us a little bit about, uh, so when you when you first started, tell us how this started for you. Like you said, you guys were brewing and you're, you just, you're both just brewing in the house. Was it just for fun at that time? Like you're just, we like kombucha. So we're going to do this. Yeah. So our background is that, so my, I started the business with my husband and business partner, Trey. Um, and he was not my husband when we started the business, which is (laughs) crazy to some people, but you know, worked out. And, um, (laughs) And yeah, so we were actually both touring musicians before we even met each other. We were touring musicians. We were professional musicians. I was a singer. He was a songwriter and a guitar player. And um, we had been on the road for four years for myself, five years for Trey. And as you can imagine, it's not the most, it sounds like a really exciting life and it is, but it's not the healthiest lifestyle. Um, Mm. So we realized kind of early on that, um, it wasn't really an option for us long-term based on the other things we wanted, you know, out of life and and so on and so forth. So we made the decision separately to transition off of the road. And that's when we met. And so we kind of met at the same time when we were going through this career transition and we were just really looking for something to do that would make us a lot of money and not take us up, not take up too much of our time and um, be something that we could stay in town for and not have to go on the road and to, you know, make rent. So um, we had been brewing kombucha at home and we got into kombucha because um, Trey's sister was actually diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 24 years old, super Mm. young. Mm. Um, She's had a a crazy battle over the last 10 years. Um, She's, she's alive and well today. Um, But kombucha at that time, a decade ago was um, pretty popular in the cancer community because of its potentially anti-cancerous properties. There's a lot of like benefits that I didn't mention earlier with um, some of the yeasts that are in kombucha um, that help um, stave off or can help stave off tumor growth. So anyway, for that reason, a lot of folks in the cancer community were drinking it. So that's what kind of introduced us to kombucha initially. And Mm. so we started brewing it in our home and we were like, oh my gosh, we were playing around with different tea blends because the recipes, all the recipes we could find online just use basic black tea. And um, I'm a singer, so I was very into tea. So I was like, oh, let's try some different blends. Let's try some green tea. Let's try some herbal blends in there and see what we get come up with. And it was really tasty. And in fact, it was a lot, we thought a lot tastier than what we could find on shelves at the time. So we thought, well, gosh, this is making us feel so good. I bet you a lot more people would drink this if they knew how good it could actually taste. And they weren't kind of afraid of that. It had this reputation of being very vinegary Mm. at the time. And so we started bottling it and we started selling it at farmer's markets. And that's really how it all started. Yeah. When you say that it, 
it, the the smell. Um, have you are you familiar? You probably are. I imagine if you're in the there's a like a TikTok video out there of a, a girl trying kombucha for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and that was her first comment was the smell. But then. That I love I, for some reason this video. My kids sh- share these types of videos with us all the time, and I know it's not. Uh, it's weird that it would come up, you know. But my wife actually pointed it out when I told her I was going to be talking to you today, and yeah. I love how she, her face, like it. She basically she she tastes it and thinks it's going to be gross, and then her face does this. Like, wait, no, like, what? Oh, no, what? Like What's it. happened? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like I don't know. Maybe this is something that. That I like, you know, that I like after all. I love that reaction. And uh, yeah. you know, that was I have to admit, I had a similar reaction. I did like it. Uh, but it was just, and I I'm like you, I'm a tea person. I'm not a coffee person. Uh, I don't know if you're a coffee person too, but I was I'm not I've never been in the coffee. Tea has always been my thing. So mm-hmm. I uh I'm very excited about uh about this product and giving it a try. So yeah, well, I think you might like better booch because um, one of the, you know, what we've really cultivated over the years is a balanced acidic profile. So the the thing is that, you know, if you're a first mover in the category, which um, the main brand really was, I mean, they were 10 years before anyone else, um, you get to decide what it tastes like, right? Mm. You get to say, this is what it is. But actually, if you start playing around with the brew and you start thinking about it more as you know, a fermentation, right? A a live fermentation. There are so many different flavors you can extract from it. And so what we've worked to achieve is a more balanced acidic profile. So basically, instead of just one acid being very forward, um, we have an array of acids that hit at different points on your tongue and actually give you this perception of sweetness without the added sugar. So so I think you might, I think you're really going to like better booch. I'm excited to send it to you and see what you think. It sounds great. And, and obviously it's, it's, uh, obviously all the things that you're saying there are the reasons, some of the reasons that you guys are finding so much success you're doing your, it sounds like you really, uh, are paying attention to kind of what goes into this and what makes it good. Um, and, uh, obviously that's leading to some of that success. It's got to feel good to be on the Inc 5,000. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's always, it's always so cool to be, you know, recognized by a a big company like that. It's, it's always kind of a trip for us. (laughs) Yeah. I think I saw on the list, it was some, something like 403% growth that you guys had been uh, celebrating. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you you think that, what do you think the key is to that? I mean, is what you've been saying, or do do you think there's another aspect? Oh gosh. Um, sheer will. (laughs) 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 I think, um, Yeah, I think, well, it's not really one thing. My husband and I were actually just talking about this last night. You know, we've had so many instances over the years where we'll, we'll, a a really big opportunity will come across our plate in the form of like um, a huge retailer or like a, a really great promotional opportunity or whatever. And we'll be like, okay, here comes the rocket ship. Let's go. And then it, and then we launch with it and it's like, and it's just like, not as, it's not as, it doesn't blow up the way we think it would. And that's because success isn't, it's not like truly, I don't believe, and except on TikTok, overnight success, it's not a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a convergence of all, it's a convergence of all efforts. Mm-hmm. And um, that has really been our experience is like, you just, 
you're just relentless on, on like coming at it and attacking whatever the issue is from all angles. And when all of those points converge, then you start to see the water rise. And so that's kind of where we're at right now is like, we've just been, we've been hammering away at this for, for nine years. And, you know, we've had a couple like things that start to move the needle, but that momentum, if you, you can't just sit back once that momentum hits, you got to just lean in even harder. So I'd say it's um, a combination of some good choices <laughs> and a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. What would have been some, can you share a setback that you guys might've had and how you guys overcame that? Yes. Oh my gosh. So many. Um, so, so I'd say our first, the first time we were like, here comes the rocket ship. Um, let's go was, um, we were approached by a very large retail chain, which I can't say the name of, but um, it's very popular, very like near and dear to the hearts of, of um, people who love this chain, absolutely love it and only shop there. So this chain came to us and said, hey, we want to make a we want to make our own kombucha. We want it to be private label. And this was, I think in 2016 and we were such a small operation back then, but we, we got this opportunity and we were like, okay, we have to take it. We have to seize it. And so how are we going to do it? And so we, um, we financed a new bottling machine. I'm sorry. They wanted it actually in a can. So we financed a new canner, like a bigger, better canner so that we could fill for a larger order many larger orders. And, um, and to long story short, the product, we worked on it for so long. We invested all this time and money into it. Um, and so did they really, so did the retailer, but the problem, and we were thinking, okay, this private label is just going to be like great cash flow. It's non-dilutive cash flow, right? We can grow without having to sell off equity. So we took the gig, we ran with it. We launched and it did really well for about three months. And then it just started to tank, like sales started to tank. So we weren't hitting what they thought, or they weren't hitting what they thought were going to be the sales for numbers for this product. And they had based their projections on what the other brands in the, uh-huh. like the branded kombuchas that were in their stores were the units that they were moving. And what that tells me, and what we learned from that is that, um, Folks are really looking for an authentic kombucha. They're not looking for, you know, it, a retailer that slaps their name on something on a product like that. You know, it doesn't read as there's nothing expertise about it, right? It's not mm-hmm. because kombucha is brewed. It's not blended. Mm-hmm. So, um, or good, good kombucha is brewed and not blended. So when you think about, um, you know, it's not like a soda formula where there's just a recipe and anyone can make it. It's, it's actually a fermented live product. So, Mm. um, so the customer doesn't want private label kombucha. They want the real deal. And so we learned that the hard way, unfortunately. And so did this retailer. And, um, and so the product was actually DC'd after seven months. Wow. Which was heartbreaking because we had invested so much in it. Right. Yeah. So what, so what do you do when that happens? What, how do you, I mean, for some people that might be, well, we, we tried, but you guys didn't mm-hmm. give up. What did, what, what was the, how did you keep going? 
Oh yeah. We definitely had that conversation where we were like, well, are we going out of business? Is this it? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. did we put our eggs in the wrong basket and this is that we're done. Um, and I think that's where the sheer will comes in because um, we, it did make us a better company. It made us a much better manufacturer. We were way tighter when it comes to like efficiencies and we learned how to work on bigger equipment and work with, work with bigger equipment and the seven months of cash flow that it did provide enabled us to scale up our operation so that when the next big opportunity came down the line, and this time it was for better booch, we were able to say, absolutely, we can do that. Mm. So, um, so, you know, like, of course there were, there were major cash flow gaps and like problems that we had to solve that way. But if you can see the bigger picture and you can, there's always a solution. There's always a way around it. Um, whether it's, I mean, and, and I, I will say that like our network of, of other business owners has been so integral to our success. Um, you know, it saves you so much time with researching and it really, in any industry, it's so much of it is like, so much of your success is like who, you know, and who has that contact for like Mm -hmm. that shipping company that has the best rates or like this, you know, this contact, um, for international tea sales. Like it's just, it's really all of that combined that, that enables you to, to get through all of those heavier, darker times. Yeah. There's something to be said about community, I think. And even, I mean, even in business mm-hmm. and just having people to, to, to fall back on and ask questions and those mentors that kind of walk alongside. And then, and that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast is be that mm-hmm. sometimes for, for folks, they're going to hear your story and they'll be like, no, you know, they didn't stop. We're not going to stop either. And, uh, um, so I really appreciate you sharing that. It sounds, it was, I mean, it's very inspiring to hear and to see how successful that you guys have been. And, uh, I just, that's congratulations. I mean, that's really exciting to be where you guys are. And, uh, you, I mean, obviously you're, you are, and should be very proud of what you guys have accomplished. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. So, well, before I go, I do want to ask, so you, you, you mentioned, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but you did mention that you were a singer before mm-hmm. and on your LinkedIn, it talks about who you were back, backup singer for. Are you allowed to, to talk about that? I mean, oh, just sure. briefly. Yeah. So yeah. tell, tell everybody who you were backup singers for. Cause I think this so, is pretty fascinating. So yeah, I worked for, I worked for three years with Rihanna and, um, I did work for about six months with Selena Gomez right after that. That's crazy. That's really good. I love, see, I love to hear these stories and we talk to so many people about their business acumen and their entrepreneurial spirit and all these great things that they do. But then there's always that little, that little something that that's just like makes them different as a person. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, wow, this is something kind of unique. So, so I got to ask like, what, uh, what was more, uh, it gave you more of a thrill, uh, standing on stage, uh, with Rihanna or getting to the Inc 5,000? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> no offense to Inc. 5000, but definitely more thrilling to stand in front of um, an audience of 50,000 people and perform. But um, I mean, the energy is just, there's nothing like that. I can imagine. Um, but I will say that, you know, I, I had been a musician my whole life. I had never considered any other career. I was, that was what I was going to do. And when I realized that expect my expectation of what that would look like and the reality of what that looks like to be very successful as a musician are two super different things and, you know, bring along with it a lot of, um, 
deal breakers. What were for me deal breakers? Um, mm-hmm. When I moved, when, you know, when I switched careers, I was I wasn't going into beverage intending to be like you know the biggest beverage company in the whole world and take over the world or anything. But during this journey, I have learned so much about business. My husband and I joke that we have we have earned honorary MBAs by now because we've had so many <laughs> crazy setbacks and, and been forced to learn. But um, I feel like I'm, I get to use more of my brain. You know, I get to use like every portion of my brain to, um, and that's what it requires to be successful in this, in this industry and, and in business. And there's so much grit that's required. And I feel like, I'm, I'm so grateful for those learnings and it's made me such a better person, better businesswoman, And it's opened up doors for me that I just never, never would have thought would open. That's, that's fantastic. So are you still in touch with any, like, like does, do you know if she drinks kombucha, Rihanna? <laughs> she, I don't think she drinks kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, maybe there's, <laughs> maybe there's a, there's a, you know, an endorsement there somewhere. That'd be kind of, I funny. mean, well, we do have um, on our, on our, team, um, we do have investment from, um, a music management company called crush music. Um, the crush ventures is the venture arm of that music management company. And so they work with a lot of really great artists. So, um, before COVID hit, we had a lot of amazing partnerships with actually music venues around the country to, to have our, our kombucha sold at a bunch of music venues and to work with some of their artists. But of course, yeah. Music industry basically shut down with COVID sure. so for another time. But um, yeah, we, we definitely, I mean, music is still a huge part of our lives and we're still involved in that community and we want to, we want to be as involved for as long as possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell people uh, before we go, how they can find, find you guys, how they can get better booch if they, if they, and, and what's, what's the future look like for you guys? Yes. So right now, we are available in all 50 states. Uh, well, we're available online and we ship to all 50 states with free shipping. Um, so you can go on our website, betterbooch.com. That's B-O-O-C-H. Um, and then we just launched our first national chain ever. So we're really excited about that. We just launched in Sprouts in January. And um, so Sprout stores are not in all states, but there's there's about 400 stores nationally. So Um, We're in a lot of new states that we've never been in before, which is really exciting. Um, And we're also available in most of the West Coast, most of the Western half of the U.S. um, in Whole Foods and um, more all the time. So um, check out our website actually has a found find us Mm -hmm. link on it. So you can type in your zip code and see if there's a store around you or you can just have it shipped to your door for free. Sounds great. So it's betterbooch.com. That's right. And this has been Ashley Lockerbie. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a great, it was great to talk to you and hear about this. And I'm very excited uh, for what you guys have in store. Congratulations on your success. Thank you. My pleasure. So, so such a great convo. Thank you. All right. And we want to thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, 
please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Archelia. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.